All right, okay. I'm, I'm chuffed to bits that we've got Nick Howes amongst us once again. So could we just... A couple of whistles there as well. That's fantastic. Um, Nick is a, is a very good friend. Love him to bits. Known him for a while now. Um, and he's just got, he's got so much to give, to communicate. And let us receive that this morning with open ears and an open heart. And like I think Monica said earlier, let's take it away from just this morning, but continue his teaching that he's going to bring into our week. Just to say, just before he begins as well, he's going to be speaking on community. And that, if I can remind you, is one of our seven principles for our life groups. So um, this is applicable to all of us as a, as a corporate gathering, but especially so to our life groups. So Nick, take it away. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Right, is this working? Yeah, it is. Good. Hello. Well, this is the third time I've been here, I think, in the last year or so, which is good, because normally I've got a kind of good reputation of speaking lots of places once. So thank you for the encouragement that this has been to me. And then finally, on the third time, I thought, oh, yeah, I've checked you out a bit, and it's safe. I'll bring the whole family now. Just kind of <laughs> check this is all right. So we're all here, all five of us. So it's Celia, and then three kids are downstairs creating havoc yes just for fun um yeah this is this is a really interesting uh, topic we're going to look at community so mark said this is what we we're, we're doing are you happy to talk on this subject and i went yes i think my response to mark was i would love to talk about community because i think it's the most important subject once we've understood and we've said yeah we, we like Jesus and we want to follow him, then community is perhaps the next, in my opinion, the most important thing. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about that. And as those of you who've been here the last couple of times I've been here, you'll know that I'm not going to stand up and speak for uh, 40 minutes or something and let you just sit there. So we've got stuff to do. Hooray! Somebody said as I came in, say, oh, it's Leos like school, isn't it? Well, yeah, a little bit. You know, in a good way, hopefully. So uh, I've got some sheets of paper to give out, not just yet. Hold on, I know you're excited. Uh, And uh, we need pens or a phone or something that you can kind of, that you keep notes on, some means of of taking notes. So there is a huge box of pens. So as long as they're ready, that's great. We'll we'll get those sent around when we give the bits of paper out. Okay, and there was a, can anyone remember the rule that I, last time I was here. Ten minutes rule, yeah. And do you know, and, and the rule is as such that you're not allowed to speak for more than ten minutes before you stop and process and think about it. And, and there's, I kind of had that rule for a while and then was reading a book about it just the other day and uh, saying that the brain can only cope with about ten minutes. They've done all sorts of studies. The brain can only cope with about ten minutes of thinking about something before it it needs a break. And whether that is a... So, I mean, it's, you, they work kind of TV schedules around that, but professional speakers and presenters, they'll always do 10 minutes and then they'll give you something that's a little bit of an interlude. So it's an interesting thing in terms of... So I'm, I'm kind of psychologically, you know, on the forefront. I just didn't know it. <laughs> so there we go. My 10 minutes have started. Yes. So community. Um, I, I love the word uh, company or companion 
uh, which means, and com, it means together or with, and, and companion or company means with bread, which is a, f- I love that. And, and so let's, if you can just hold that and remember that, that community or company means with bread to eat and, and share life together. So it's not good for man to be alone, which is a quote from the book of Genesis. People, man, people. It's not gender specific, this one. But God creates the world and goes, ta-da, this is my best effort. This is a top job. And, and you get all that story and goes, it's fantastic. What I've made is, is, is really excellent, but it's not good for man to be alone. From, so right in the essence of who we are is a need for community. And do you see that out everywhere in the world? Do you see people desperate and hungry for community anywhere they can find it? And to belong, to have people to hang out with, to share their lives with. There's a chap uh, called William James who's known as, in psychological, psychology sort of circles, as the founder of modern psychology. And he said that the greatest human need is to be understood and appreciated. Is to have connection with people where, you know, people get me here. And why do loads of, why do you get kind of goths hanging out together and like, you know, around fountains in city centres? Because these people get me and, and you don't get me. And, and that whole sense, or whatever group it is, you know, you could be as diverse. Uh, I moved up from the southeast of England and went to uh, study in Loughborough in the Midlands. And, and it was a big sporting university. And I'll tell you what, there were polo shirts for every club and society under the sun. The, the we, you know, we paint green spots on our left elbow society and I'm the chair of that committee. And, you know, you, you just see people, whatever it is, a sports club, a social club, a political club, everybody wants to be with bread, you know, to, to share, to be understood and appreciated, to mean something to have a, uh, have a contribution to be valuable. And isn't that the, the most fantastic message of the gospel, the good news of God's kingdom is that every person is valued, every person has a contribution to make, everyone has been created individually with something fantastic. But that all... All go, I might say some stuff this morning that you think, I don't agree with that. That's absolutely fine. Let me just kind of give you what I've got, if that's all right, and you can process, and I'm very fine with that. But without an expression of that, an earthed, grounded, in reality expression of that, then it sort of goes to waste. And so all around your city are people who would literally give their right arm to be where you're sat now with others, with a sh- you know, living out community, with people to greet and smile to and you sharing life together because there are people, the, the number of people in our world that live alone has, if you see a chart you know, in this country, you know, it, it used to be virtually none and the, the chart is going up and up and up and you see around city centres and things. How many one-bed apartments are there? You know, which never would have been before. 
And other cultures, I think, have got it so much better than us. You know, where you've got extended families living together. You, the old stories of the, you know, on the street and everybody was your mum or your dad or your auntie and your uncle. And if you were caught messing around, then your mum and dad got to know about it because everybody looked out for everybody. This sense of community of life together because it's not good to be alone. And what's the worst sentence that can be given to somebody? Solitary confinement, to be separated. I, I live in a, a, a busy house. I've got uh, three noisy children and an even noisy... No. <laughs> yeah. Normally I can get away with that because she's not here. No. But it's, it's, it's... I love it. Just getting up this morning and it's hectic because we're on a mission to get out. But it's noisy. And sometimes you want to go just quite... But every, a couple of weeks each year, and this happened over Easter not long ago, so it's fairly fresh, um, the rest of the family will disappear off because is from Norway, and I'll have a couple of weeks on my own. And the novelty of it for about a day is quite cool. After two days, it's, you know, whatever. After about four days, it's killing me. I hate it. And it's that sense of... But, you know, so, so good that I have people in my neighborhood I can pop in on and go and visit. And, and this whole wider sense of community. And so many people don't have that. So just want to say this matters. And it matters to people right on our doorstep. And, and who would just, whatever belief or faith or life experience they have or don't have, they would love to be sat here. Part of a, a family, part of you know, developing friendships, making meaningful relationships where people are, guess what, interested in them. So many of these communities out there are so shallow and superficial. And you think, you know, and it doesn't mean, and everybody's trying to present themselves as being something or being somebody important or impressive and, and actually aching and hurting inside. Let us never be like that. To really you know, be interested in people. You can't, you can't have huge depth of relationship, even with everybody in this room. But you can with some. You know, and go deeper with, with those important relationships. We moved nearly 10 years ago now to a place called Potter's Green, which is a little neighborhood, a very ordinary, typical British neighborhood, I would say, on the northeast of Coventry. And we thought, we've got... You know, we know Jesus, we'll go and teach these people community. And we very quickly realized these guys knew a lot more about community than we did. And so a lot of what I'll share today, we've learned from our neighbors and our friends. And we would say, come and do community. We meet twice a week. And they would go, we'll show you community. We drink together six times a week. And we really know what's going on in each other's lives. You know, if somebody's in need, we're there. You know, if somebody's ill... We'll, you, you know, and this we experience this, and it's fabulous. You know, if, uh, Celia's gang of friends. You know, they know she's not well. I'll get six text messages. Can I pick the kids up? I'll, not even asking. I'll bring the kids. I'll get the kids. Bring them over. You know, just drop them off at hours after school. And there's this incredible sense of community that we found ourselves in the middle of, and, and I th- which is fantastic. But it's it's easy to go. We've got it, and we'll come and do this to you. And Jesus talked a lot about go and find 
community. He talked about when he sent the disciples out, go and find an oikos, a community, a household, and exist and plant the gospel in that community and let it flourish. And I think we just, again, need to fight and keep our eyes open for community. And again, just as a, a sort of a slight warning for us of, who've been involved in church and we consider ourselves Christians, it's easy to get busy with all sorts of stuff. And, and, and actually there's things we can learn about really looking at sharing our lives deeply together. Because Jesus said something interesting at one point, by your love for one another, they'll know that you're my disciples. Well, how on earth are they going to see unless our community spills over and is visible into others? And, and, and even, what about we're involved together in community with others? Does that make sense? So we'll, we'll come to some of this. So, why is it the photos people put on things like Facebook or on their walls? There's all groups of people, isn't there? People stick, you know, why, why take a, you know, when people get married, they get everybody together. Because there's something that is just so attractive and so right about a group. You know, even just looking around here, people you'll know well and probably people you don't know as well. But it's, it's people together, and it, in essence, kind of captures something of the kingdom of God. Different ones. Who knows what pictures I've got up here? There we go. The, the TV program Friends, anybody ever confess to having watched it? You know, even just for research, just to understand what others are into. <laughs> Has any, anybody not heard of Friends? Because it, it might not it might be. But it, in essence, it's this group of five friends that just were in each other's pockets. Six. Oh, yeah? I watched one of the uh, earlier versions. Oh, that's my ten minutes. There we go. Bit of license, bit of preacher's license. But it was so popular, and people loved it and associated with it so much. Because it kind of, they want people that are in their lives, and they share their ups and their downs. And, their, you know, and, and I think this is something that um, Jesus is really, really, really into. So, share life. At this point, there we go, you mental interlude. Can we get these passed around? If I give somebody to Ben, if everybody can grab one of these, I'll do some over this side. There we go. Give you three. Don't worry too much about you know, thinking all oh, there's stacks on here, we've got to fill out all this out. It's just a kind of few helpful pointers. There we go. I'll give you one at the back there. Great, thank you. Don't again don't don't try and read it all just now. Just make sure you've got a piece, see it on the stick it in front of you and we will have a look at it. My Potentially very arrogant confidence this morning is that what we do today, thanks guys for passing those out. Everybody got one? Anybody or anybody not got one? Thanks. My, yeah, potentially very arrogant sounding uh, confidence and hope is that this morning could change your life. Uh, And equally mine based on, and again, this is why I like to do stuff and give you things to think about and ponder, because 
If somebody stands up and talks, very quickly it all disappears. 98% of what's said within 48 hours you'd have forgotten. But it's what's processed, thought about, and acted upon. So this is just some stuff to take away with some thoughts that hopefully will prompt some action. So what we've got on here is five, share life. And I've noticed on your newsletter you've got a nice little, is it an acronym? We've got leads, loved, empowered, equipped. We've got one of those. Um, based around the word share. Okay. Five things that are really crucial about community. First of all, that it's, it's based on simplicity. Community is not based on... Anybody ever hosted a dinner party or been to a dinner party and the, the, the hosts have spent all day and a fortune putting on this incredible, lavish spread and you turn up and go, wow. And it's phenomenal. It can be a special event, a bit like a wedding or something, you know, where everybody's on their best behavior. But community is best formed in simplicity. And, and there's a proverb that says, you know, Better beans on toast with some good friends than caviar and Chateau Neuf Le Pape with, with, you know, on your own. Proverbs are... Uh, look it up later. But there's lots of stuff like that in the book of Proverbs. Simplicity. Sharing very simply the stuff that you do every day that's where community is built strongest and and the, we we love to look and talk about and think about and challenge ourselves on the the one another list that you find in the new testament they're scattered around the new testament when jesus himself and then the uh, the other writers are talking about what they're trying to form this these followers of Jesus, these people, trying to form them into, well, how do we now, we believe and we follow Jesus, how does this work? And they, they, they're kind of, there's no chapter, this is what it looks like, but it's scattered around. Things like um, love one another, serve one another, carry each other's burdens, pray for one another daily. And you get this intense sense of life, Jesus-type community being built around just the real earthy essence of normal life. Not get together once a year, you know, in this kind of phenomenal wedding type or great lavish spread, which you can do, by the way. I'm all for. If you're having a great party, invite me along. I'm very happy with that. But it's... Again, the, the simpler you do it, the more, you know, the sharing of the beans on toast or soup and a roll or whatever it is. And you just, somebody else goes, I can do that. Community can't be leader-led. And, and this is, you know, I'm sure those of you in leadership here will know that. You can't, you know, it's, people have tried and written books and tried to create community, but it's got to be this kind of voluntary involvement together where just people are saying you know this is there's something about the core of what makes life right which makes it the kingdom of God stuff as God wants it to be you know do you know what I, I can you know let's eat lunch together let's 
let's come out. I'm, I'm taking a trip. Come, you know, let's get two or three to come with me. I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're hanging out in the park. Let's invite a few others. You know, and, and just involving. The more we can do that, the more it, it works. So, the first heading on there is it's simple. Community is simple. And uh, you can opt in to this as it is on there here, or you can kind of just have a look and go, that's nice, Nick, but I'm not doing it. I don't mind, because it's really what you take away. But I'd encourage you to do it, because it's just getting the thinking processes going. In terms of the simplicity of community that you're involved with, and I'm not saying as a whole City Church leads, but just the people that you interact with and your life, you know, that, that's these people, but probably is others as well. Are you just having simple shared life together? Um, and there's a, you can score yourself from one to nine. One, no, not really. Nine, yes, we're doing it all the time. It's fantastic. Somewhere on the scale. And then just a space for thoughts and ideas. What could I do? What are the spaces in my life where we can build and live more communally? The old, I love the idea of the, the, the old local pub, which still exists somewhere, but doesn't everywhere. Lots of places don't have it. And it's, it's a bit like the, the parish church. You know, there were, there were places in every community where people met and people hung out and life was shared. And, and we need to recreate those. And, and we already do. And it's, it's recognizing, oh, where can that happen more? For a few of us to get together, there's, you know, there's a neighbor who could in, we could invite in there, that sort of thing. So anywhere you can think. I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes just to think, are there, do we just put off sharing our life until we've got a free weekend and we can really put effort into it? And then it only happens once every six weeks. Or, or are there perhaps just one or two or three or four other people? Or, or there's already a group I'm involved with, a, a social club, a, a sports group, or a, you know, a mums and toddlers, or a, a, you know, a group of old schoolmates, or a group of ladies who used to have coffee morning, whatever it might be, that we could just you know, do a little more. Whether, and, and I'm really blurring the boundaries between you know, the church and not the church. Because I think it's the, you've already had up there, it's kingdom stuff. It's, community is something that looks like Jesus wants it to be. And I think that's the kingdom of God. Just as you're thinking, one of my favorite expressions of this in my life has just been, a Friday morning, regular Friday morning McDonald's breakfast, which when Mark lived in Coventry many years ago, he came along to a few times. Just really simple. Nobody had to organize it. We just said, let's, you know, anyone's around 7 o'clock before you go to work or on your way to work on a Friday morning, let's say, you know, some would come for a coffee and just stay for 10 minutes. Others would stay a bit longer. Just really simple expressions of life shared together. You know, other people would see it and go, is that like church? And we go, yeah. This is just fellowship. It's family. Invite others in. Make it, you know, something people want to be at. Okay, second one. Heart. Of, of the heart. It's, and what do I mean by that? Just that our hearts are in it. It's not something that we do because we know it's right and we're supposed to. 
It's not like kind of under compulsion or yet sensitive. But again, Jesus said some incredible things about, you know, love the Lord your God with all of your heart first and foremost. Let, let this flow from the heart. Religion without heart is so dead. It's so unattractive. And most of all, it's, it's, not, it's not good for anybody. Most of all those that are, are living it. Jesus, oh, the um, prophet Ezekiel said, I, I'll put a new spirit in you and I'll give you a new heart and I will move you to follow my decrees. And this whole sense of like, oh, people with a passion and a desire to change the world, whether it's whatever social movement it is, the people who camped outside St. Paul's, you know, for that kind of uh, protesting about all the kind of stuff in the city of London. But there was, there was heart in it. There was passion in it. Have a think. Where, where's, where's, where's that for you in, with heart? How much of your heart is in this sharing of life together where there's community? In terms of the thoughts and ideas part of that, to, to, to restore or re-energize zeal, you could use words like zeal or passion, is just go back and do some of the things. It might be that simply sharing a meal together with some friends is exactly the thing that gets the, the, the zeal, the passion, ignites the kind of, this is fantastic, isn't it? Do the stuff that you love to do. I don't know if you ever have those sort of evenings with friends or with people who are part of this fellowship here or elsewhere and you just talk about important things and you don't plan it you just you know sometimes they're spontaneous times and you just go away going wow I feel like I've been you know I've done three weeks of kind of Christian meetings in a row just I'm, I'm that pumped I'm that encouraged by it I'm that stirred by it you know and we can we can kind of intentionally recreate some of that stuff I think it's um, Paul writing in Romans, says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. And it's not just kind of hype it up, but do the things that, that stir that for you. Okay, third one, adventure. Community that's adventurous. When, when people talk about close friendship, community together, they often talk about the military, don't they? And, you know, this kind of whole sense of band of brothers, of, of strong relationships formed where there's real, there's, you know, life is on the line. Or if you've ever been on a, a short-term trip somewhere, anyone ever been overseas or different parts of the country for a few weeks, and you're living in intensity for a couple of weeks, but you're there for, to do something, to build an orphanage, to raise money for something, to, to make a difference, or... You know, people go on a rugby tour or something. And, you know, you, you really get this sense of, you know, we, closeness formed in that. And having a sense of adventure. Groups that meet together. Classically, you know, church small groups that just meet together. But, but we're just meeting. You know, inject some adventure into it. Inject some, do you know what? We're the people of God. We're here to change the world. We're here to change our street. We're here to be a blessing. You know, let's see what this baby can do. That sense of we are, you know, not, not to the kind of detriment of others, but just this 
in a right sense of purpose. That I know you will have talked about lots of other times. So just take a moment on there, on the adventure. Where's it, where are you on the adventure? Are you pumped up a nine, just, you know, let me at it? Or does that, is that something that needs, needs a bit of injection? Any group of friends every now and then will say, let's plan a trip. Let's, let's do something a little bit out of the ordinary. Let's, you know, let's go away for the weekend. Let's do something. And it, it just keeps that community you know, having a, a sense of adventure and purpose. Might be that you know, most of this is to be picked up and talked about in another time or another place. We'll just go away and reflect on it because we haven't got anywhere near the time to, to really go deeply into all these things. Okay, fourthly, it's radical. And I'm sure you're aware that the, the word radical just means get to the root. What is this all about? Uh, the, a, a good text to read here would be 1 John. Anybody read the, the 1 John letters in the Bible? recently and he says things like if you claim to have the love of God in you and see your brother or sister in need and do nothing about it you're a liar the love of God is not in you this is this is fake you are making this up community is the most radical thing we see it for people and with people and enjoy it amongst people that don't claim to be believers or followers of Jesus but there's just this sense of, you know, we're for each other. We're, and, and again, sometimes we need to learn from, from others. But how much more so when the whole sense of the love of God and being bought and purchased by him as his family to represent, to demonstrate his kingdom and following Christ who gave everything for others. You know, this community that we've been called into is not attend the same meetings, be in the same cell group or whatever you call them to, or to share the same beliefs and, and values it's about laying our lives down one for another so when again just the other day a whole group of our friends were going out, it was bank holiday, we were going to go a whole gang of us, go up to the park and have a picnic and because the weather was so it was too hot down in Coventry last bank holiday. So everyone said, well, it's going to be, we're going to get sunburned. We don't want to be outside like that. So we'll, we'll go to a, a place and have, have lunch inside. It may have been hot. It may have been raining. I'm not sure which one particularly. They'll blur into one. But again, there, were, there was people in, somebody in the group who says, I can't afford to do that. And you know there's people in the group that could easily afford to pay two or three times. And it's... it's when you're living in community, it ceases to be an option. It even ceases to be giving. You know, if my wife was sitting at the table, had run out of food and wasn't eating, but I was sat there because my money, I had plenty and I had a feast, how wrong would that be? How utterly wrong or, or for us to eat but the kids not to eat? Or to, to, then you would think of inviting somebody in, you know, a neighbor in, and say, we've got this, and we're going to share this much of it with you, so you've not got as nice a meal. Which is why I like this whole community companion with bread. Share your bread and your stuff. 
And it's radical. It gets to the very root and the heart. And probably, my suggestion would be that every problem in our world would be seriously improved if a radical sense of community, of of shared responsibility from corporate greed and all that sort of stuff right the way down to troublesome groups within neighborhoods and troublesome families and and, and antisocial problems and all sorts of stuff if there was a radical sense of community and we all take responsibility for it. How much would that solve the problems of our world? Then, okay, let's set back to our sense of purpose and adventure. If we can live this stuff out, we can change the world. Because people will see it and go, that is incredible. And I've never seen anybody or heard anybody witness that kind of stuff and go, that's horrible, I don't like it. Everybody, because it's in us, responds with, wow, that seems incredible. When a guy on our football team can't afford new football boots and they split. And do you know what? We just are able to get him some. And it's not even a thought because it's just, this is, we, we are community. We, we cease to be individual. Of course we're individuals, but we cease to exist in a kind of separated individual world. And we see that the, the stuff of Jesus has the answers to our world if we live it out. I really believe this you may have gathered so radical just take a moment if you haven't already where are you on that sharing life jesus people share life together and it's a radical expression it's a radical commitment way beyond your you know tithes and offerings or or as additionally beyond that do that but it's, it's, it's living with your eyes open. If you do that and shut your eyes to, to everything else that's going on around, that's, that's no good. Do that as well. Do it all. How, nobody can prescribe. It's about being a follower of Jesus and responding as you go. Okay, finally, it's expansive. As in the, uh, yeah, the, the words to Adam and to Eve, having established it wasn't good to be alone, was to multiply. Have you ever thought, why is that? Because good things always spread. Good things always develop. The yeah, ideas spread around the world. You may, uh, you may have heard of this thing called Facebook, which now has this social media platform, which has, is it, Paul maybe knows more accurate, than I, is it like 500 million members? Is it something like that? It's, it's phenomenal. It's, you know, it's, it's vast sway. I, I'm sure it's more than that. It's, it's, it's in the billions. But it's, it's a good thing that has been shared and people pick it up. Ideas, how did... Our society change from, say, the 1940s to now. Gradually, ideas were shared and spread and new values were formed over time. Uh, and there's a, there's a famous quote that says, you know, never doubt that the world can be changed by a committed, small group of people absolutely determined to, to, to live a certain way. In fact, the world has never been changed by anything else. 
You think of those kind of small group of people that got together and said, we're going to abolish slavery, or we're going to, you know, we're going to make a difference in the civil rights movement, or we're going to, we, we think health care should be free and, and available. You people who've really taken this kind of idea and said, we want to share it. We want to involve people. This can't be closed. If you've got, why is it successful things grow and unsuccessful things shrink? Because people, things that work, things that are attractive, things that help people. You know, the, I was talking to somebody recently about all the kind of government cuts and situations, and he was saying to me, yes, that's all true, but if anything works, we were talking specifically in education, they'll throw money at it. Because if something works, people will back it. Because there's so much stuff that, and time and effort and money and resources going into stuff that doesn't work. So how can this expand? How can we involve more people? How can we demonstrate our love and make that and, and the, the love of God and, and share it and make an impact on our community? And again, that sort of stuff is inherently in us, I'm sure, but it's, it's good to think about. So yeah, just take a moment on that expansive. How much are we living and breathing to share what we have, involve others. Not in a sit them down and give them the gospel kind of way, but just involve, include. With bread. <laughs> Great way. Who can we eat with? There's a, a book written on leadership, which I've never read, but I think it's fantastic. And it's called Never Eat Alone and Other Leadership Secrets. I've never read the book. I've just saw it on a shelf once. But I thought, that, what if, that should be, a, that should be a, a Jesus motto. Never eat alone. You know, and, and, and physically eating, but you know, everything else that we do, where can I, you know, how can we include people, include others? Okay. Stuff, you know, very practically, things that we can share more of. There we go. Share bread. Whatever we have. We, we've shared bread and wine this morning. But it's, uh, and in, in the, you get the sense in the New Testament, that was a real meal that they were sharing. Because some people, Paul tells them off because some were coming and eating loads. And others were hardly having any. Just find ways, creative ways to eat with people. And in terms of what you've got at the end of this sheet is what kind of actions can I take to, to live more in community, both kind of within this gang, if you like, and, and, and with others. You know, who can you eat with? Where, where's space in your life? The most common moan or gripe these days is, I'm so busy. I'm, I've got, you know, I've got so much stuff on, but I guarantee... You know, all but probably the, the busiest and the, the, the people, you know, the 0.1% of people with the most responsibility and the busiest jobs and most craziest things going on. Every other one of us, we can find a couple of meals a week to share with others that we don't currently. Just come on, we're cooking tea anyway, let's just share it together. Or, you know, I'm, I'm over your way, let's grab some lunch. And again, it can be beans on toast. Share our food. Money and stuff. You know, from, from the most simplest, and I put 
coins and coppers up there rather than big wadges of banknotes because just sharing feels good. Why is it when typically blokes go to the pub, they say, it's my round, and it's there, even if you end up spending the same because I get around and you get around, it just feels good to share. And it's, it's kind of an expression of life as God wants it. Stuff, what, what have you got that you can share with others, lend to others, give away, even if it's not going to come back in the condition you lent it. But it's just, it's being proactive about life as God wants it to be involved. And, and we had somebody come and speak with our lot down in Coventry a while ago. And it's really stuck. This was probably eight years ago. He said, you know, and don't be so proud as to not receive back when people offer you help and assistance. When your neighbor says, oh, I'll do that for you. Don't be like, oh, no, 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 it's all right, it's all right. Let them, because you're building, you know, receive as well as give. Build relationship, build community. Time. What can you do? An action on here might be, I've got, if I can just find a couple of hours a week to, to go and help a neighbor, a friend, to, you know, meet up straight after work with one or two others or during the daytime or something, whatever comes to mind. What can we do? And again, repeatedly do. Life is changed by things that we repeatedly do. Not by great intentions, not by great talks, but by things that we think about and process, actions that we decide upon and then commit to do repeatedly. That's what change lives. That's what you know, that's how kids learn stuff. That's how we learn stuff. So again, if we can find one or two things like that from today, that's brilliant. Bread and wine, it's great that we've done that this morning. The ultimate expression of shared life, of community, of God giving of himself entirely to us. And it's a great image, a picture, just to have in our minds of, of us giving ourselves entirely to others. And, and the most phenomenal thing about it is you never lose. I uh, came across a quote recently that life is like a game of tennis. Because the person that serves well rarely loses. It's good, isn't it? But you, you find somebody who's, who's giving a lot, who's involved with a lot, who's, who's passionate about helping others, involved with others. And do you know what? You're typically... Not always, but typically you'll find somebody who's positive, who's upbeat, who's got lots of friends, who's, who's involved and connected and, and life is full and energetic. Because, you know, and, and you see this loads on the telly with celebrities who want to get involved with comic relief and there might be a slightly cynical side of it, boosts their... But aside from that, you see people getting so much from giving and people with everything materially who are realising that something is missing... And life is better and richer when I give and when I'm involved in a cause that's greater than myself. And so, you know, and, and we have that. We live that every day, but sometimes miss the, the actual consistent action of that. So, there we go. Share life. Community is God's great idea. Everything about God and his intention for us and the world, his unique sense of purpose and destiny and skills and gifts for my life only makes sense, only has any reality when it's lived out in community. Whether it's in my work, my neighborhood, with my family, with my friends, whatever. It has to be lived out. You know, a prime minister is only successful because of the community around them 
of, of those they're involved with. You know, and that goes for every single one of whatever we are. You know, success is through relationships of people doing things together. And so being, understanding that and being really committed, it's so easy to step back and say, I'm busy, I'm financially stretched, I'm, you know, we've got challenges and I'll withdraw slightly. But the more we, we throw, community is the answer. Why is mental illness higher than it's ever been? One in four people in this country has some, the statistics are one in four people has some sort of, you know, identifiable mental illness. And so much of it would be solved in, if, if life had been lived in community, being understood and appreciated, valued, having something positive to give. The, the cumulative effect, of, I'm not an expert on this, so forgive me, but the cumulative effect of loneliness, of, of, of all those other things, of rejection and all that stuff, you know, is, is, is sweeping our nation. And, and not the only answer, but a massive answer is community. So, you got your bits of paper. We've looked at community is simple. What can you simply do to live more in community? What, where are you in terms of putting your heart into this? And what, what can you get into or do more of? Or pick up again that you used to do, that you felt zeal and passion for with others? Where's the adventure and the sense of, you know, we can really do something. And if you're not sure about that, just sit down with a group of people and say, what can we do? What, you know, what's our, what are our dreams? What, you know, what would we love to see happen? And you, you know, it will go from there. Is it radical? Are you heart and soul into paying the price of living out in community? It's not convenient. It's not comfortable. It costs you. Um, is it expansive? Are we, are we growing in it? So you've got three boxes there, just actions that you can think, do you know what, from, from that idea, it might be nothing to do with what I've said, but you think, do you know what, I can do more of that, or I'd like to pick that up again, or we had such fun when we did that. And I'm, you know, actions you think you can take. And then you've got a box which just says, one thought from this morning to cut out, stick on your fridge, put on your phone, make your your PC backdrop could just be something like a picture like that. Do you know what? I'm going to stick that on my mirror and it's going to remind me of, of something important. I'm going to stick a picture of my, you know, my local the football team that I'm part of and I'm just going to think about those guys every day. I got a text from a friend of mine we involved with a football team and he said, I've been in the pub seven hours. But now Pete, we've talked about everything, and he's totally in for Jesus, faith, life, you know, and, and, and we're getting him along to something shortly. But it took seven hours in the pub. And typically, it may not be here, but we found often it's the Christians that pop in for something, come and go, show their face, and it's the friends in the neighborhood that will stay till midnight or one just talking because they're not, they're not got this, we've got lots on, we'll bit of this, bit of that. You know, living life deeply, particularly when you're looking to extend love and grace to others. You know, it takes time. It takes simplifying your life. You know, yes, we could all be doing lots of things, but find out where, where can I really live out one anothering type life? You know, and, and, and there's a depth to that which necessitates simplicity. Okay, so if you can think of anything, something visual that will just remind you of what, it, of what your intentions are is much more likely to keep going. And that's me done. Father, thank you.
I pray just as, as, as we look at this bit of paper, which in itself is, is just a few lines and numbers and is only there to stimulate thought and idea. But I pray that we be able to process thoughtfully our lives and that you will enable us to, to really go for community. To count the cost of that and to live the adventure of that. You know, and knowing that our lives are, are richer for it, but, but what impact on others? You say you set the lonely in families, that you, you've, you've come to create life and life in all its fullness. You've sentenced us to the very opposite of solitary confinement. You sentence us to worldwide family as your people. Amen.